Paranormal XL Podcast. Gigi here, and it is just me tonight, and probably the dog at some point. Um, just felt the need to record, so here we are. Um, I will be getting into episode three of Haunted Locations A through Z. Uh, the first two episodes, I had Ed from Ghost and Grub with me, um, co-hosting those. He has been super busy doing amazing things for the paranormal world, so we will be having him back on. I'm hoping many, many times, but at least a few times for sure. Um, I did get to meet him out in Salem when I went a few weeks ago, so that was really awesome. And getting to meet, or I did meet the Fiends before, however, I got to go out and see her this time, so that was really awesome and amazing. Got to see some just very beautiful historic locations out there. Got to do an amazing, amazing investigation with her out there. More on that as time goes on. I'm going to get with her. We're going to do an episode on that and then probably have Ed on there as well from Ghost and Grub. Um, So we left off with the letter L last time, I believe, Louisiana. So this week we are going to travel to Mississippi at the McRaven House, built in 1797 and expanded in 1836 and 1849. The McRaven House in Pittsburgh has been called a time capsule of the South. As each edition left the previous rooms untouched. So that's kind of cool to think about. Several former residents died in the home and it served as a Confederate field hospital during the Civil War. Two factors that have made the property ripe with paranormal activity. Mary Elizabeth Howard is said to be the most active spirit, the lady of the house. She died in 1836, shortly after childbirth, in one of the upstairs bedrooms. McRaven offers haunted tours year-round and is also available for paranormal investigations. So that's really cool that, like, we know that right off the bat. So, like, if you're in the Mississippi area and you want to go investigate something, you go check out the McRaven House. Definitely sounds like it has a lot of the history. So with history, we always add in the paranormal because why not? It it sounds like a really cool place to go see, uh, even just for the historic facts. And to see the rooms that were added on and expanded, they weren't... The previous worms were not touched, so you may have a room that was still from 1797, but when the expansion in 1836, you'd be able to see the difference between that. So you've got time eras of 1797, 1836, and 1849 going on in there, and probably anything more modern that they have done with that. So that would be, like, super cool to go see. Number two for Mississippi is University of Mississippi Medical Center. That's in Jackson, Mississippi. This gothic-ass state loves scary legends, the devil roaming Delta Crossroads, ghosts haunting the mansions of Nanchez, but a very real sight of horror resides here in Jackson. Back in 2014, construction workers beginning a parking lot came across a mass grave of 7,000 former Mississippi State Lunatic Asylum residents from the turn of the 20th century. The asylum closed more than 80 years ago, but it wasn't uncommon in those days to endure deceased patients together in unmarked graves, estimating that, the, estimating that the cost for outside contractors to remove and rebury the remains would cost an extra $21 million or so. Officials decided to let them rest in peace until they can exhume the rest. How crazy. So, yeah, that makes me kind of want to go there um, for morbid reasons, obviously, because why not? That's crazy that that happened only in 2014. Like, wow. And 7,000, 7,000 bodies they found. 
Could you imagine being one of those construction workers? They couldn't pay me enough. You're just sitting there, da-da-da-da-da, trying to work your job so you can clock out and go home, and then you stumble upon a mass grave. Like, no thanks on that. See, I say yes to going there only because of, like, what I'm into and stuff like that, but wow. Wow. I wonder, it'd be interesting to get a hold of one of those construction workers just to, like, see if they felt anything or, you know, being the spiritual person that I am, like, did something tell them to go dig in this particular area where they found these bodies or, holy crap, if you know of anybody or if you live down there and have been there, oh my gosh, right into the show. I want to know. All right, so next let's go to Missouri Lemp Mansion. Now, a restaurant and inn, the Lemp Mansion in St. Louis, is marked by 60 years of tragedy for the wealthy Lemp family, who originally had lived there. At least four members of this doomed dynasty, owners of the Lemp Brewing Company, died in the house. Today, their spirits are said to linger, and guests may encounter them on a weekly ghost tour. All right, so I have a couple, I guess, feelings about that. So, just how it was put, you know, you can come there for a ghost tour. Sounds like very much marketing behind that. Uh, however, why not? I don't know. When you come to the tragedy thing, it's very sad. Like, people want to go there for that. But at the same time, like, if you're going there to try to reach out to them to get their stories, if they have anything left unsaid, like, I totally support that. And that's, like, kind of what we do if we go to more of these known tragic locations. But then there's also... You know, the people that are out there, I just want to go because something tragic happened there. I, I don't, I guess I just don't completely understand that without having, like, questions behind that. Anyway, it does not, it, clearly you can get in because it's a restaurant and an inn. So have dinner, have a couple drinks, and stay the night there. Or go on just a regular ghost tour. So let's head to St. Charles Main Street, Missouri. This multi-colored main drag looks like the perfect setting for a Midwestern horror movie. Charming, peaceful Main Street, USA that's actually haunted by dozens of roaming spirits. The legend dates to 1853 when the old Ormeo Cemetery was moved and a number of graves they dug up had no bodies in them. Those spirits are rumored to haunt the shops at 1700 South Main Street, where objects vanish out of nowhere and mysterious cooking smells emerge, as does apparently a deep French-speaking voice. The town is also home to a haunted community college, a haunted high school, and a haunted forest. Okay, why aren't we all going there, like, right now? And let's touch on the fact that they dug up these graves, so-called graves, and they had no bodies. I kind of want to know a little more about that. Uh, like, maybe it wasn't, like, a real cemetery. Maybe it was, like, a movie prop thing. I don't know. Lots of questions there. Sounds like a really awesome place. Again, not only for the hauntings, but we have to really, really appreciate the historic times and everything that we get to go back and to visit these locations nowadays. Like, it's just beautiful. The The buildings themselves, the, the energy that these places leave off is just absolutely amazing and we get to enjoy all these. So as always, make sure to respect these locations when you go there. How about we hit Montana next? I do only have one for Montana. Bannock Ghost Town. Founded in 1862, 
After gold was discovered in a nearby creek, this historic ghost town was once the site of a thriving boomtown where prospectors and businessmen flocked. Over the years, Bannock slowly became abandoned as its inhabitants moved on to bigger cities and new opportunities. Today, the weathered structures stand preserved, serving as architectural skeletons of Montana's rugged past. A visit to Bannock may give you a glimpse of a long-forgotten miner clutching a bag of gold or the faint sounds of a piano in the old saloon. See, I've always had this thing with ghost towns, and we did go to a couple when we went out west uh, three years ago, I think now. But um, there's something there. If you can go to a ghost town that's like still in the same location, because a lot of them out there, they have not rebuilt, but moved them. So they've gotten like the original buildings and stuff, but they're not on the same grounds. But if you can find one that's on the same grounds and whatnot and like not have very many people around and just take a second, take all that in, all of the history that's there, you're bound to get some minimal residual energy coming from there. Amazing places. So if you do get a chance to go out west or you run into an abandoned town, ghost town, if you will, stop by, see it up appreciate it just don't be like oh this is cool or blah 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 actually take a moment and appreciate it you will not be sorry so let's go on to nebraska the state capitol building many spooky tales surround this landmark building in lincoln one involving christmas lights that once decorated the dome according to this urban legend prisoners were tasked with the dangerous job of hanging the lights in exchange for shorter sentences one of these men reportedly panicked had a heart attack, and fell to his death. Some say you can still hear his sobs and screams to this day near the building. How tragic by Christmas time, regardless of what you did. Huh, that's interesting. I have never heard that story, not that I hear a lot about Nebraska. Nebraska, it's definitely a drive-through state. Anybody that's been through there or lives there probably will agree with me. So number two on the Nebraska list, Seven Sisters Road, Ote County. We all get mad at our family members, but most of us get over it and just get them crappy Christmas presents. We do not, however, take all seven of our daughters out to separate hills and kill them, as one deranged Nebraskan man did over a century ago. The road that runs between the site of each gruesome crime is marked as County Road L on the map. But it's named after the sisters who died there. Cars driving through routinely report headlights going dim or electrical systems failing completely, leaving their cars stalled in the eerie darkness with the screams of young women echoing through the hills. Okay, like, how scary is that? Pretty scary. So, I guess people in Nebraska do have something to do to go scare the heebie-jeebies right out of them. Like, I would totally be down for that and maybe get out i don't know offer some respect maybe that is really really creepy so how about we take a quick little second break and be right back and we will start with nevada
and we are back with Nevada. So how about we go to Mizpah Hotel, built in 1907 and renovated in 2011. This historic Mizpah Hotel in Tunapah retained many things from its Wild West past, including the spirit of a woman murdered on the premises. In the early 20th century, the Lady in Red reportedly met her demise on the fifth floor of the hotel and is now resident ghost. Guests can book the Mispa Lady in Red Suite and enjoy high thread count bedding, a claw foot tub, and perhaps a haunting. Okay, what a sales pitch. Just saying. Kind of awesome, though. It would be cool to say that you went there. We always hear, you know, Lady in White, Lady in Blue, Lady in Red. There's different spiritual meetings behind the colors. If you look them up or as to why people think that they see a Lady in White, Lady in Blue, Lady in Red. But how fun for Nevada. But all like the things in Vegas, too. Like, come on. So now we go to the Clown Motel. I'm sure most of us have heard about this, especially all over Facebook. Long a destination for people who can't say no to a dare, this old school motel is home to a collection of 2,000 clown figures and some seriously ghostly vibes. That'll happen when you park a decades-old motel next to a dilapidated cemetery in a small town dotted with mining ruins. But hey, there's a bonus. Um... When Anand bought the motel a couple of years ago, he did some renovations to make the rooms more comfortable. So at least he'll be wetting a very comfortable bed. He also embraces the scariness or embraced the scariness by converting some of the rooms into horror themes in case clown motel in the middle of a desert, you know, isn't enough to like creep you out. However, with that, I now I kind of really, really want to go before I was kind of like a hit or miss destination you know like if i ever get there cool if not that's cool too i see pictures all over now i definitely want to go so let's go how about we head to new hampshire now mount washington hotel the mount washington hotel in brenton woods was built in 1902 by businessman joseph stickney who died the following year his widow carolyn is believed to haunt the property to this day Hotel staff have reportedly spotted her descending the stairs for dinner and have also noticed lights unexplainably turning on and off in one of the towers. Room 314, where her four-poster maple bed still resides, is the best place to see her. Guests have reported waking up to find a woman sitting at the end of the bed, slowly brushing her hair. What? Her bed is still there? Okay, scary, but sign me up. Take all my money. Oh my gosh. You guys, we have to go on a road trip. Then after, then after New Hampshire, let's go to Jersey. <clears throat> Pine Barrens, the stretch of forested area in southern New Jersey is supposedly home to one of the Jersey Devils, said to be the, the cursed 13th child of a woman known as Mother Leeds. According to legend, the baby boy transformed dramatically just after he was born, sprouting leathery wings, horns, and a forked tail. He killed the midwife before flying into the chimney and disappearing into the pines. There have been many reported sightings of the New Jersey Devil in the Pines Barrens over the years, and even some in nearby towns. So we've all heard of the New Jersey Devil. Also, you know, the hockey team. I I love a good story. Uh, the urban legends. So much fun. Fun to try to go and investigate the locations of where they're seen, uh, the stories, people that have claimed to see them. Very interesting stuff. Very much peaks a lot of people's interest for sure. Uh, the other location we have for New Jersey is the Devil's Tree, 
181 Mountain Road, Basking Ridge. Out of context, the tree's silhouette alone is enough to inspire nightmares. A warped, half-dead oak looming in the middle of a lonely field, with dozens of axe marks lining its trunk. Then there's the gruesome history, a purported meeting place for the KKK notorious suicide site and rumored gateway to the depths of hell. The Devil's Tree is infamous among locals and has evolved into a chilling tourist attraction. Legend has it, anyone who harms the tree will suffer swift and violent retribution. So naturally, it has become a tradition for ballsy teens across the Garden State to pee on its trunk. But do so at your own risk, you might lose your life or your manhood to the tree's sinister curse. Also, that's just unsanitary. Yeah, why would you pee on a tree? Let's not, okay? I'm all for Mother Earth and the Earth and the universe and la da 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 Why would you do that? That's just stupid. Go there, scare yourself, go home. Don't be a dick. I have, I've looked up pictures of this tree. Definitely something there. You should look it up if you haven't to see picture, pictures. Um, If you're able to go to those this location or want to or have it on your bucket list again do so with respect for the surrounding neighbors of it and just the property of itself the energy itself it's still part of mother earth let's be kind but again one of those cool stories that are behind it well i don't know necessarily cool is the right word for that but a very intriguing story how about that so by all means go if you can but be respectful again awesome awesome location i do believe i would like to see it Okay, now to New Mexico, of course. Where else are you going to go in New Mexico about Roswell? In 1947, a rancher named Mac Brazil discovered strange debris in his sheep pasture about 75 miles outside of Roswell. While officials said the wreckage came from a crashed weather balloon and later attributed it to the classified Project Magul, many still believe that it came from an alien spacecraft and that the government cover-up has kept the truth hidden. To this day, Roswell is a popular destination for those interested in all things extraterrestrial home to a ufo museum ufo tours and ufo festival how fun so you know we all joke about it and whatnot whether you believe or not like if you've traveled to new mexico you probably have stopped in roswell i would love to know the truth the truth is out there whether there is a story behind the truth or not that's another thing that we have to figure out uh as we always say, the truth is out there, but what is the truth? Is is there actually a truth, which would mean facts? I don't know. But pretty cool to say that you've been there and such like that. Because again, all the history coming from there, you know, from 1947 and on, the amount of people that have traveled through there just because they believe and want to see the things that they have there and such. Always a great story. Always, always, always. And the second New Mexico destination, Dawson Cemetery. Ghost towns are a dime a dozen, but Dawson, Dawson's different. Once a boomtown with a wealth of coal, things took a turn in 1913 when an explosion killed 250 or so mine workers. Dawson forged on the 10 years when another accident claimed 123 workers. Today, all that's left is a cemetery, which of course is considered one of the most haunted places in America. Men report seeing eerie lights, you know, the kind you'd see in front of mining helmets, floating around the gravestones, and other and others see dirty ghosts with very outdated clothing roaming about. How freaking scary. That's a lot of lives to be lost, and the only thing left is a cemetery with no town attached? Like, creepy, creepy, creepy factor, like, ten, and the f- scale only going one to three. Yeah, pretty much on the bucket list to go visit and of course show respect to wow that's intense a lot of those mining towns though 
from back when the history and the energy that's left behind from families, not, you know, let alone the ones that have passed away there, tragic deaths and such in the mines, just, it's mind-blowing to know all this energy is out there, and we can go visit it. Speaking of visiting, I love New York, so let's go to New York next. Rolling Hills Asylum opened in 1827. As a poorhouse, Rolling Hills Asylum is the town of Bethany, originally catered to unwed mothers, widows, orphans, the disabled, and the mentally challenged. Eventually, the building was expanded to accommodate the criminally insane, making for a strange mix of personalities. Today, it's said to be one of the most haunted buildings in New York State, with paranormal activity detected throughout the property. One of the most chilling spots in the graveyard where where some 1,700 bodies are believed to be buried, many in unmarked graves. A commonly reported apparition is a 7-foot-tall shadow man, believed to be the spirit of an in- inmate named Roy who suffered from uh, gi- giantism. Wow, absolutely. Wow, again, wow. We'd have, we need to start going on our bucket list, peeps, because, uh, wow, that's insane. Unmarked graves and everything, like, that's always something creepy to me. Okay, so, uh, location two in New York, United States Military Academy of West Point. We've all heard of West Point. If the Tudor-style architecture and all-around dismal creepiness of this campus don't give you the heebie-jeebies, then the school's reported ghost sightings will. Back in 1972, cadets claimed to have seen a ghost in an antique school uniform roaming around room 4714, a room no longer in use. Other ghost stories have made their way into the school's chatter, most notably the ghost of former superintendent Colonel Thayer's Irish maid, Molly, who haunts the basement of quarters 100, tousling the bed covers, tussling the bed covers in the otherwise orderly room, and borrowing the moving guest possessions. Like, okay, that's scary. However, we'll probably never know unless you've been to West Point or know somebody that's in West Point. And I'm curious as to why force room 4714 is no longer in use. Like, is there a reason behind that? Is it because of the ghosts, superstitions and such? I would assume being in the military or getting prepped for military, you're going to see a lot of weird things that you have to kind of put out of your mind and to remain sane. It's, it, lots of questions with that one. Uh, we'll go to North Carolina next. Biltmore Estate. Though it's one of North Carolina's most popular tourist attractions, the Biltmore Estate is also one of the area's most haunted spots. Built between 1889 and 1895 by George Vanderbilt, the magnificent home contains 250 rooms, including a library where George spent a great deal of time. Today, some visitors of the mansion claim to have spotted him in the library, while others have heard his wife, Edith, whisper his name. That's scary, the whispers. As we all know, that'll make you jump, that's for sure. Again, another one of those locations that probably on the bucket list for many different reasons. I'm sh- it's probably an absolutely glorious location by itself without, you know, the haunting factor. So I will do one more. We will hit North Dakota. So Fort Abraham Lincoln. In 1873, Lieutenant Colonel George Custer moved the 7th Calvary to Fort Abraham Lincoln, located in what's now Bismarck, where he built and lived in a beautiful home with his wife, Libby. In 1876, General Custer led his troops to battle of Little Bighorn, where he and about half his troops died, leaving Libby widowed. 
The Custer home burned down in 1874, only to be reconstructed in 1989, which some say resurrected the men and women who lived and died there. Interpreters and tourists have reported many, many times of paranormal activity. A woman wearing a black dress has been seen looking out a second-floor window of the Custer house. Footsteps can be heard pacing the sergeant's quarters in the barracks, and a shadowy figure stalks the missionary at night. Visitors can go on a historian-led or self-guided tours, but you won't, when you go on the tours and stuff, they don't tell you about the hauntings. It's more the history, so which is rightfully so. You don't want to bring people there for the wrong reasons. And going just for the history itself, that's justified, I believe. I, I, the history is what keeps all this going. How fun that that, again, would be, like, from 1873 to see these locations, to see these houses, to see, ah, and all the stories that are hidden in these locations is amazing. So next episode, we will pick up with Ohio, and we will hit Ohio State Reformatory, obviously. Great and amazing location. I have investiga investigated there, been there, missed this last year's Parasycon para that was there. What a bummer. Lots of awesome stuff to talk about in the Ohio State Reformatory. So, we will pick up there next episode. So, remember to email your stories or ideas to paranormalxl at writeme.com. And remember, don't yuck someone else's yum ever. Mm -hmm.